Hey, this is Doug Jones, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour. there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft. Once again, joined by a man who has no pants or undies on and is currently jacking his boner off while shoving a football up his ass. Oh, wow. That's Jeff Clark. More football. I love it. I got a little understated V-neck today. (laughs) Not Not so aggressive. Keeping it conservative. I like it. And... Beaming to us from the line of spinach, the bearded tight end with the loose hole known as Shuddy Boy. Yo, brat, brat. Nice. I, I can't believe it good, just happened to accidentally time, time out like this. Um, I wrote that intro this morning, and then we sign in for the Easter egg, and you motherfuckers are talking about football. Yes, sir. <sighs> the greatest time of year is, is dawning. We're oh, boy. Here. What do they do now? Is the ball a triangle now? Kevin, don't fucking rain on my parade. Yeah, I'm going to cry. This. Don't they, trivialize Do they put this. bear traps on the field? Is there anything <laughs> Kevin, interesting happening now? You of all people should understand that it's a big day because it's a video game release day. It's Madden Day. And for all those who pre-ordered the, what is it, the Legacy Edition or... or deluxe, uh, I believe, is the, lo- the, is the lower level, the mid-tier... Where you get three day early access, right? So I bought that today, and so did Shuddy. Oh, I remember um, this cool- from last year. You guys spent an extra twenty dollars to get three days early, right? Yeah. Yes. That's and this exactly is a game what we did this year. And this is a game that you play for what six weeks before you get bored of it and then stop? Nope. No, I play for hey, Shuddy plays it every episode. I yep. I'm currently playing Madden Twenty right now for the last time. It's I, I need to switch up my my arrangement. He's getting he's getting a jump on me. I'm over, I got a tab Jeff, open. On my, my listen, my the way I play against the computer does not equate to playing against uh, actual humans that think. Also, Shuddy is playing, playing last year's model, well, which I is is so. it going to help him at all in you know a few hours because they're introducing laser beams and spring <laughs> shoes. And invisibility um, cloaks. I know. I know. I'm jumping ahead here, but as you learned in the high score documentary, John Madden wouldn't let that g- corny shit go through. Oh please, that pussy's afraid to even get on an airplane. Don't you dare! <laughs> Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> oh, eat my People shit, John Madden! Oh my god! Eat my he shit! Doing him longer. You he is a top five fucking American. I'll go to war. I'll quit this podcast right now. I'll yeah. Fucking quit this podcast. I will die on this hill for John Madden. He <laughs> is a that, fucking American treasure. Hey, you know what? What's Not he gonna... only for the video game, but for his contributions to American football and pop culture as a whole. Uh, what's, what's he going to do? Get an Uber, Uber out here to, to come and kick my ass? You communist. fucking goober. You fucking communist. You make me sick. I would suck. 
three dicks to, to fucking ride across country on a train with John Madden and talk football. I, All right, how I about this? who that Sega executive was, but holy shit. Would you suck a dick? Experience. It was like the electronic arts guy. Would you oh, suck a right. dick to extend John Madden's life by five years or throw his soul into the abyss? I'd take that dick. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess I would. Although, unfortunately, we're not getting... Like extending his life doesn't mean we get more John Madden. This isn't this isn't recency <laughs> bias or just because I watched him on that documentary today. But he is the greatest sports commentator ever. Like I mean, he's got absolutely not even it's not even an argument. He's honestly. got that voice. Like that voice is like the it's like if sweatpants could talk. Like he's he's <laughs> the voice. Like that's what every guy has tried to emulate, right? Uh, oh, that's, there he goes Johnson. Oh, look, look at that! Johnson's getting on a plane. He's a much braver guy than I am. He, he is honestly the embodiment of football from, <laughs> in every fucking way. Did he ever he, play football? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, had to be in like the fifties or some shit. What is it about people that like football and having that voice? It sounds like a, like a fucking mouthful of socks. I mean, he's just. Oh, he's he's just got a the big pink burly man. man. He's got, so he's got a big burly man voice. I don't know. And I never realized that, like, he after watching that high score documentary, that he, like, his tr- signature move was fucking Kool Aid guying through walls and shit. <laughs> yeah, Miller Lite. Hey, John Madden's here. Toss me one of those cold ones. <laughs> I love that that guy pitched him, like, co-signing a seven-on-seven football game, and he's like, no. We're doing real football if we do if we're it. We're doing it. We're doing it right. Yeah. None <laughs> of that mean, real mean football shit. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing fucking laser beams and shit like this. We're doing real football. Air traps on the field. <laughs> Although the one gimmicky thing that they did that I wish they never got rid of was when someone got injured, they would bring the ambulance on the field and like run people over. <laughs> and that shit, they should have never got rid of that. The you remember what I'm talking about? Ran Shani? people yes. over? Yeah, like it would just like the an ambulance would come through when someone was injured. Yeah, so like a cart would come out on the field to get them, and there was a glitch in the game where it would just plow through play it plow through a group of players. <laughs> Which Madden Instead was that? Of, what? Which Madden was that? I don't remember. It was one of the 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 cartridge ones. Okay. Yeah. I don't know, early Madden. Early 90s. But Madden has, not always. Uh, once I got, you know, I, I dabbled. I played Madden a little bit on the Genesis and on the Super Nintendo. I didn't have either of those, so I didn't play them much. And I started off with the PlayStation with NFL Game Day. And no then, shit. And then played the 2K NFL game uh, and then switched over to Madden exclusively. Uh, And since that time, Madden Day has been, for the most part, a very big day for me. I had gone, I would go to the mall to pick up my my copy at midnight when they did the midnight release. I even went immediately from a Guar concert to the (laughs) mall to pick up Madden. It's very justified. There's nothing wrong uh, with that. Covered in fake blood. From Doesn't beans. matter. Yeah, it was worth it. And then went home and played it for hours. Sharon got home today, and I was like, 
in six hours and 15 minutes Madden releases. And she goes, so you're not coming to bed tonight. That's right. That's I said, well, I am off tomorrow. And she goes, yeah, so you should stay up late. I was like, okay, you don't have to really, you're not having to sell me too hard on this. I'm not going to fight with your. Uh, you're going to have to go and get my rat poison bottle and a plate to, for me to drop my turds on. That was Kevin, never a thing. That was I never just, a thing. You're just jealous that there, you don't. There's nothing in life you love as much as we love Madden. I love everything in life as much as you love Madden. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a comic tonight, and it's gonna bring me as much joy as Madden brings you. That's impossible. And then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna beat off, and that's gonna <laughs> bring me as much joy that Madden brings you. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. Now you're getting closer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in the right ballpark. Okay, let me ask you this. Would you appreciate how excited we are? I do. But would you buy the $99.99 special edition of Madden that comes with a flashlight of John Madden's mouth, and if you fuck it, you get to play it a week early? (laughs) Oh, that's right. Just fucking give it to me. I want your balls bouncing off my chin. How did your brain do that? Um, I guess a week early. That'd be pretty sick. That's a, that's a dope flex. I would definitely put that on Instagram. Oh, Madden! Not the not the flashlight. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, it looks like his mouth. I I don't even. And it and it's like um, it's, it's like a, a Teddy Ruxpin. Like he says things while you're fucking it. Oh yeah, that's I mean, right. They, Give me a fucking they, pounding. They really did rake, you know, they put me over a barrel for this 7199 version because I don't play online enough to use the ultimate team cards that they're going to give me for free. So I really just paid the extra money to uh, to have it three days early. I'll do you one better. I don't do anything, and I haven't done anything on Madden for years aside from play people online. It's the only, I do one mode, and that's it. And I just play with my Giants team. <clears throat> Sometimes I'll go through like a streak where the Giants are the Giants are pretty terrible. So I'll go through a streak where people are just wiping me out, and like I just gotta pick another team like once every ten games just to make it more tolerable. And you don't you don't take any Giants umbrage with the game punking out your favorite team and making them a bunch of pussies. Well, if no, they they are a bunch they're, of pussies. Yeah, they are very accurate to real life. Yeah, that's that's my favorite dude. I I saw him researching all this football shit for all my bets for for my sports writing gig because it's my number one hobby. It's my number one shit. And one of the things that I source is Madden ratings. I believe the video game makers at uh, Madden or EA are uh, EA Sports. They know and they study as much football as any analyst. So why not just go with their Madden ratings as like player power ratings? It isn't the end all be all, but like it matters. But to there's me. nothing like, else. There's nothing that in and in, in the analyzing of athletes that's the end all be all. Right. Exactly. So yeah. why not? Yeah, they're just as accurate as other but, metrics. Yeah, like pro football focus or whatever. Yeah. So, so. what about is this Madden? 2021 i don't even know how they title their game madden 21 madden 21 it's like it's like a car it's always your head type thing i didn't know if they did the 2k stuff um no okay so 
What are you most looking forward to about Madden 21 that didn't happen in Madden 20? That's my thing, Kevin. This is why I feel like on some level you should have a little appreciation for it. They don't have to do much. Honestly, they don't have to do anything. Just like update the rosters, I guess make the gameplay a little smoother, but I don't want much difference. And I'm happy about that, honestly. You know? Like, then why not why not just Madden. keep playing Madden twenty? Because like why are you so excited if there's nothing different? Because it's just updated playbooks, updated rosters. Um I, I guess I you know, of course the I new Raiders just... Stadium will be in there, the new the yeah. stadium that Big Sexy was a project manager on in LA will be in this and that's, game. That's gonna be really exciting, a different stadium. Hmm. I'm trying to answer your question, but you're being a real pussy about this. Um, that doesn't sound like you're trying to answer my question. I mean, I, I, I'm saying that I like when they keep it exactly the same. There, I, I honestly have not read anything about this game. I don't. I know they have new like Madden Ultimate Team cards, and they have they have these new things that you can do. But I don't follow any of that. I only play online. And to me. It's worth it. $80. I'll play that game probably 100, 150 times over the next year. I'm, I'm straight least. with that. Yeah. I don't play as much as Shuddy or even not nearly as much as I used to, especially in college, obviously. But, I mean, it's it's just great value. Like, I know I'm what I'm getting, and I know it's not going to fuck it up. Like, they're not going to fuck it up. I know it. Do you think... If all they did was add like jerseys for the new players and release the game, anybody would notice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the collective consciousness of the internet and Reddit would, you know, they would sniff it out pretty fast. Okay, and let me ask you this: If Madden Twenty Two offered a five dollar DLC. That on Madden Day just updated Madden 21 with the correct player roster for that year. Would you buy the $5 DLC or would you spend $80 on the game? Me personally, I'd probably just buy the DLC because all I do is is just play online with the updated rosters. But like some people, like these Madden, like, pro championships and these Madden these Madden tournaments like they have you got to play with the ultimate team so you got to like earn points to draft teams and you get certain no you what you do is you buy you earn coins you earn like in-game currency and then you buy packs of cards and you field teams based on the players you get in the packs and you only have them, I believe, for a certain amount of time. And then you have to re- replace them with other cards. Right. So I don't want to do that's all gotten that. too. That's all gotten too in-depth for me. Right. I don't want to do that. You know, maybe one weekend I'll play franchise mode and get into it. But, like, I just want to play people online. You know, maybe curse out a fucking child over PlayStation 4 chat. I don't know. Like, it's not, I'm not trying, I, I'm not, I don't want anything special, honestly. 
I'm just don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up. Just do it the exact same way as last year. Just make, just give us new rosters. So this is, uh, well, let me just, uh, two hours and 27 minutes. T minus. This is, so I'm in the seventh season of my franchise. All in tw- Madden 20. So you've played six seasons. I'm at the Super Bowl of the seventh season. <laughs> how, many, how many Super Bowls have you won? Don't. Six. I'm six for six. No, he All isn't. Right. No, he isn't. Look at that fucking shuddy face. I believe him. Why not? Hold on. Let's see if I can. Yeah. Can you prove this? I'm looking. I mean. What, what uh, difficulty do you play on? I play, what am I on? You better not be on pro, you bitch. <laughs> no, I'm on all pro. All right, all Why, right. What's pro? What, what makes pro bitch shit? Pro, it, it goes, it's really, e- it's real easy, easy, hard, and then very hard. Essentially. Yeah, like, I think it goes beginner, or like, it goes rookie, pro, veteran, no, no, no. Beginner, rookie, pro, all pro, and then Madden. All Madden's like the toughest. All Madden, all Madden could break a controller. I've, I've gotten really mad at all Madden before. Yeah, all Madden is, is even beyond is beyond my skill set. Yeah, it's, for sure. That's just how tough. hard the control the computer is. Yes. Yeah, they don't miss anything. It's fucking. It's ridiculous, and it's hard to like get over or get through their blocks. I don't want to talk too much football bullshit, but yeah, it's just, it's just hard to move there. It's like you're playing a fucking video game team coached by Bill Belichick. It's stupid. Good luck completing a pass on third and long against all Madden. <laughs> Seriously. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Well, I'm happy for you guys. It's all a right. big day. Thank you for being happy for us. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's, Recognize how big of a day this is for me and Shuddy. That's, that's my first request. <clears throat> I yeah, got some yeah. coffee too. I just finished mine. Jeff, you I look like with... you you got a um, carton of milk out of the elementary school cafeteria. Yeah, it's blue bottle caf- uh, coffee. Have you ever heard of it? I have. Yeah. 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 It's like. It's well known and up up in the Bay Area. They're based out in Oakland. Pretty popular up there. It's like super hipster shit, but yeah, I went to a gourmet like gourmet grocery store down the street and I don't know, I want to get an iced coffee. It's New Orleans style. I don't really know what that means. So it has good. chicory in it. Yeah. That's how you say that word? Chicory. Yep. Thank you. How did you it's think it was uh, spelled said? It's a root. Uh that you've been to Cafe Dumont, right, Kevin, in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. You were there. And yep. you got the chicory from there. It was an alternative to coffee. It tasted like coffee, but it was more bitter. It's more bitter, and it's not caffeinated. But when they couldn't get coffee, they used chicory root as a substitute. Yeah, I was going to say chicory. No, I had it right. Yeah, yeah, chicory. Okay. I was confused though. It probably I probably would have like stuttered it out had you not said it ahead of time. Like uh chick 
Chicory. 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 But Chicory. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. A root. Pretty good. Yeah, I'm just sticking with the standard standard caveman. These Monday double doubles are fucking ass kickers. This is like doing a little little bump. You do it better than anybody in the business. That's right. They call me uh, all all crafty two times. <laughs> yeah, double time craft. Mm. So is that all you guys wanted to say about Madden? You got it out of your system? Yeah, uh, I for think the most well, part. I mean, your we dick's can talk still about hard it again later. I mean, in two weeks from today, we'll have more football to talk about because we'll be on the eve of the new season. So we'll give you a respite for for tonight. Well. While we're on football, we should just mention that I sent an email for the PooFL, uh, the Real Deuce, the second league, the $55 league. So check your inboxes to the 11 other teams that are in that. And I know you got the uh, regular PooFL going and yep. have the, the, the draft date all set up. Does Kevin know Correct. about it? No, I forgot. to. I told everybody but you guys. Uh, we're going to do August 30th. 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Let me see. The Sunday. That's a... Oh, God damn it. Got to give up precious weekend time for this fucking fart knockery. Kevin, everyone wants to get in that league so they can play you and beat you. We, Jeff and I were talking before you got on that in uh, the 2018 season, you had the highest scoring team in the league. Yeah, it's just another element of my life I don't need that shit in. Hey, guess what? You killed it, and you lost. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> you great did job. Great. You drafted way better than I thought you were going to do. You're on last. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I try. That's the element of my life, the ever-present element of my life that I try to escape. And then with... Final Fantasy Football, which you guys use to escape. It just fucks me right in my butt. <laughs> yeah, dude, it fucks everyone. I mean, just, you're not doing it right if you don't fucking hate it. Yeah. Oh, well, then I'm doing it right because I sure hate it. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, buckle up. We got another season. Check out. Wait, look, go to the NFL Fantasy app and look uh, out for the invite in your inbox. Come on, COVID. That's, oh, COVID stopping for football. They they're putting out a fucking yeah. product. You're not getting that lucky, Kevin. You're not getting that lucky. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, so we should probably just get into it then with high score, since we've we've talked about it. Yeah, what a triumph! How much? Um, how much did you end up watching, Jeff? I watched it all except for the last like two. 15, 20 minutes of the episode six, right? Six episodes. Yeah. And that's almost exactly to the point I made it to. I would have had it. I was going to have it finished by the time we started, but then work interfered. And then uh, Madden, so I have about I, 25 minutes left in the last episode. Yeah. And, I had a little bit of work interference and I actually had to do a snack attack. Um, I might've ex- snack attack some expired seafood. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot wait to watch that. And also, if you're if you're a member of the uh, the Puminati Extreme Elite, I'm not going to give anything away. 
but you have to watch Jeff's most reach most recent um, between two flushes. Oh my god, like, that was no so topics much. given I away in the middle of it. I I I started that and I'm like, what the fuck is Jeff talking? Oh my god, what the fuck is Jeff talking about? Oh my god, what is Jeff talking about? <laughs> I was laughing my dick off, and I was like, wow, that. If that was the only thing that existed on the ten dollar tier, it would still be worth it. Dude, Just that one I video. I love that story. Did you did you do any more research about the story itself? No, I feel like you summed it up perfectly. That's as much as I want to know. Uh, yeah. She I'm talks have about to it. Watch on it. A, she talks about it on a podcast, but it's uh, just an Instagram girl who. Uh, we don't uh, have to give too much away. Yeah. We should get. We should yeah, l- yeah. let people just watch it and yeah, experience don't. I it. I wanna. As... I wanna go into it knowing as little as possible. <laughs> oh man, right. that that should be in the contender for this year's Emmys. <laughs> yeah, I was very. I, I really love talking about that one. And I've I been really busy. Short I, film, you mean, right? I could see. Yeah. I could just see Jeff like he was in full autopilot riff mode, so he was just talking without thinking, and then certain stuff would leave his mouth, and he'd be like. Did I just say that? Anyway, full steam ahead. <laughs> yeah. I had a I had a plan in my mind and I just went with it. Oh man, that was fucking that was fucking great. What a story. Um, and and God bless that woman. Honestly. I agree. Yeah. I got nothing bad to say. So the 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 high score thing we've been talking about, if you don't know, it's a limited documentary series on Netflix. High score. It's about it's like the history of video games and retro gaming and stuff. And uh, I thought it was great. I really I, I watched every episode. I it's been riveting. Uh, I like the way that they they tell the stories. Um, I like how it's not necessarily just it is linear, uh, but it's not uh, a beat by beat history. It's about you know benchmark games and characters and. Uh, really milestones in video game history. Yeah, uh, and I, I like and like like you were saying. I I do like how they structured the episodes because they they pull a couple different threads. Like they're following somebody who was in like a video game competition in 1990, and then they jump back to like one of the creators talking about how they came up with some iconic character. And for somebody who suffers from a terminal case of ADHD like myself, I like. I like that bouncing from topic to topic. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this fucking dork that was in the Sonic competition in 94. Let's see. Uh, Let's get an update on him. You know, for people, ignorant people like me, I will say it is a little reading heavy at times. Oh, yeah. Shuddy hates (laughs) subtitles. (laughs) I was going to say too many subtitles, maybe. (laughs) I meant that more. I was going to say that as a joke, though. But yeah. There were a lot. There were a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, which makes sense when you're talking about the history of video games. You have to talk to, you know, the Japanese uh, artists and game developers. Uh, So it would make sense that they'd be speaking Japanese. Uh, It just caught me a little off guard that first episode where the first five minutes I was reading. Uh, But it's, (laughs) it's very well done. I like how they mix in the, you know, the the eight bit style graphics for you know narrative uh, like dramatization uh, it just it's all it's very well done yeah especially if you're in our age group and you grew up playing either like Nintendo Atari Super Nintendo Genesis it's very nostalgic it brings you bring brought me back at least to a very happy time in life um, I liked 
some of the notes I took. I like that they featured um, Jerry Lawson, who's a dude I just recently um, learned about. And I don't know if it was like, might have been something that tied in with Black History Month or something, but they were just like, here's a guy that basically nobody knows about. This dude is the godfather of home consoles. He was just like this engineering programming genius, just a complete whiz. And, and created he, the first console game. Yeah. The console game system. Which was the Channel F, which I had never heard of. But that was the first that paved the way for Atari, for ColecoVision, for all of them. And it was, he just seemed like the, the article I read on him, like that had that picture that they showed in the documentary. He just looks like a very lovable, happy guy. I was like, oh man, just, just looking at a picture of this dude, I could tell this dude kicked ass. And he, I don't know, I thought he had a really interesting story. And I thought it was cool that they included him because I was watching that, as I was watching, it was like, man, I really hope they include that guy. And then boom, they cut to his kids. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. The, uh, and I really, I got a kick out of the story in the first episode of the uh, the MIT kids who ended up dropping out because they were making too much money. Yeah. Uh, the guy was like a triple major at MIT and two types of engineering and something else. Uh, and then how they went toe-to-toe with Atari and then just fucking bluffed their way into being able to make Miss Pac-Man. Yeah, I uh, was really cool like and a, a, a lot of the stuff like they get into uh oh excuse me very gassy i had to scarf down my dinner um the when they got into the first person shooters and they were talking to the guys that made wolfenstein um and then doom and i think it was what like five people were involved in making the original doom yeah and they just put out a press release and sort of painted themselves into a corner like we're yeah we're gonna make the greatest fucking game ever it's going to kick ass. It's going to be gory. It's going to be advanced. And it's coming out uh, on this date. And then they're like, ah, fuck. Now we have to make it. <laughs> they yeah, start I mean, the landing. Yeah. It, a lot of the stuff you find out was really, especially with the the earlier stuff, a lot of it was fly by the seat of the pants and hope something comes good comes out of it. Because there yeah. was... You know, there was no sort of blueprint for what was going to be successful, what was going to work, what wasn't going to, what you were going to be able to get the technology that was available to do for you. Like it, you know, it's crazy to think about how just, you know, it was basically kids saying, I want to do this and then finding a way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, it it's really cool. It was great. Yeah, I like the process they, they showed of how they, you know, fine-tune things. And, like, when they, they got into the history of Star Fox, and they were like, yeah, that these, these dudes just cracked the code of 3D displays. And basically what was the gameplay of Star Fox, like seeing things from either a cockpit or a plane and flying through things, and how Miyamoto at Nintendo was like, yeah, I don't like all that freedom. We need to find some way to keep things from people pe- people just just flying all over creation. And he came up with like the gates and how he got inspired for for Star Fox when he was at this Japanese temple, and the the temple or the shrine was like honoring foxes, so he worked foxes into the game. And they're like, yeah, we had this flying game with no real direction to it. It was just like, yeah, fly through all this shit, shoot these bad guys. 
And then he was like, yeah, and then, and you know what? Throw in these um, anthropomorphic cartoon guys as the pilots. And then it just, the weirdest combination ever, and it works. And became a franchise and a giant hit. I thought the whole thing was just super interesting. Sometimes yeah, was- they veered off on like side stories and following people that weren't particularly all that interesting. But even the yeah, most like boring... I want to give Jeff Hansen a, wo- a wedgie. Uh, yeah. He pissed you off? Oh, man. Him and the fucking RPG. The RPG, like, I don't know. The D&D God. couple? The guy with the fucking... The guy with the ponytail was just killing me. The guy who created Ultima. Yeah. That guy oh, really bummed me out. That guy's too much of a nerd. Get him. <laughs> he was... He was Honestly, yeah. Pretty much. He was too much of a nerd. That's a good way of putting it. Jeff Voice and all. I also like um, that they put the um, the all the congress congressional stuff in there from when they started raiding video games because I was one of the people. My buddy got a Sega CD, and we played a couple games. I, the one we played a lot was this game called Willy Beamish, which was kind of like a point and click style game. But uh, I got a Sega CD for my birthday one year. And got it with Night Trap. And at that point, you know, every time you had a birthday, like all your friends came over for a sleepover and shit. So we stayed up until like four in the morning playing Night Trap, trying to beat it. Because it's almost like, what's that game? Is it Dragon's Lair or Dragon's Quest or something? Dragon's Lair. Yeah, where you're pretty much just along for the ride. You're just watching a thing. And then when you're prompted to hit a button, you have to hit it or else game over. Uh, and it was it was a little bit like that. Like they shot it with actors, real actors, and you basically are somebody who's in a control room of this house, f- monitoring security feeds of security cameras all over the house, and you have to time it right to switch to a, a video feed when these bad guys were sneaking in, and you had to wait until they were at like a certain point where you could trigger a trap to either like make them fall into the floor or shoot them out the roof or kill them or something. And it's sort of just a memorizing thing. You pretty much just, if enough of those bad guys get through, the game's over and you start over again. So we stayed up all night just playing that over and over. But it wasn't all that violent. Like, there were parts, you know, when they they show in the documentary, they had these uh, neck braces on hooks that they, story was <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they wouldn't they they wouldn't allow them to show vampires biting people's necks. So he's like, "Oh, how about this um, that game neck started brace off, they that drills into be... people's necks and sucks their blood out?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, go for it." Yeah, they wanted it to be ninjas. The developers wanted it to be ninjas, and it could it had to be violence that could not be easily recreated. Yeah. So like the fucking. It, they they made it sound like this was Faces of Death or Texas Chainsaw Massacre when the only blood you saw was when somebody got one of those neck things put around them, you saw their blood getting drained out through a tube. There was no splatters or anything like that. And you could tell, in, even in the clips they showed of all those you know politicians bitching and crying about it and you know clutching their pearls, oh, this is child abuse. It's like, it's so clear none of you motherfuckers have ever played the game, looked at it. You just saw a couple isolated clips and were like, oh, the children, the children. Yeah, you just found a way to insert yourself into a popular thing and make it about you. Yeah. Fucking quintessential politics. I guess not much has changed, though, right? No, No. not really. 
Uh, and I remember that when Mortal Kombat did come out on the consoles, you had to put in a code if you wanted blood. Yep. Yeah. Otherwise, the, all the fatalities were like lame and nothing came out when you punch people. I still remember when they started raiding video games and seeing it in stores when they first implemented it. I like scoffed at it. I was like, this is so stupid. They think these things are movies. How ridiculous. This is never going to last. This isn't going to be a thing. <laughs> Yeah, oh but boys, it, it does it doesn't have any effect right like i remember when they put it on there and i just never even cared my i don't know maybe i guess it's all dependent on like who's your parents or whatever but like again i guess it doesn't really matter if mostly all you play is madden so yeah pretty much i mean i always got the e stamp on my shit e for everyone <laughs> hey anyone can play madden old g-rated clark <laughs> yeah, exactly. Milk Toast Clark just likes his likes his football and his coffee black. Get off <laughs> get off his lawn. I've been I've been in a GameStop before, like waiting online to buy something and seen a kid get fucking denied for trying to buy uh a mature video game. That's unbelievable. Like what kind of how if you're the guy that denies the kid, how much of a loser do you have to feel like? Or I guess they probably get off on it, right? Like it's not like they have that type of person doesn't have that much power very often. So the one time they can exercise it, they do. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's that. What it, I mean, it's not like selling a kid a fucking pack of smokes and the cops are going to come back and well, that's arrest true, you, but right? you, you'll have to deal with an angry parent. Why did you sell my twelve-year-old this? Grand Theft Auto Five. Like it's probably company policy, not necessarily just a video game nerd. You know, right? Because one mom, I'm one giving Karen. Be- uh, yeah, you you just need one Karen to make your life living hell. Yeah, then they just update the company policy. Karens ruin everything. Yep, stupid white bitches. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm dude. actually surprised that you you enjoyed it, Jeff. How, why? I like, I mean, well, when we talked about watching it, you were like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Well, I actually tried to watch it a little high and a little too tired. And I wasn't that into like the first episode, but then I circled back and watched it and I knew I was going to like it. I do that theme music. Holy shit. Is that cool? I, any, anytime I ever do blow, I want the theme music from high score playing. (laughs) Like that got me pumped up. Do you guys remember when Nintendo first came out? Because my only memory, like my first memories in the world, I just had Nintendo. I could just play Nintendo. I uh, got a Nintendo for my sixth birthday. I think I got Did it for you- my fifth. Because my aunt, who's only like 10 years older than me, we, you know, we lived in the same house growing up, and she had Atari. So when she would go off to school, I would sneak in her room and play her Atari all the time. And I can't remember if she got a Nintendo first, and then I played that a bunch. But I think around Christmas, or maybe it was my birthday. Either Christmas or my birthday when I was five or six was when I got the Nintendo. Hmm. And it was all downhill yeah. from there. I just came out the womb playing Nintendo, I guess. Did... Sega, do you remember the Sega Genesis versus Super Nintendo like rivalry? Because I, 
as yes. I remember it, I remember being into Sega when it first came out, like in Sonic. And I thought that was the first console that did Madden, right? But then I remember Super Nintendo coming out, me getting Super Nintendo, my Sega breaking, and me just fully becoming pro pro Super Nintendo, pro Nintendo, so much so that I didn't even get Dreamcast when it came out. I was just over... I really thought I was always just only going to buy a Nintendo console. Like Nintendo, I always thought was just going to be one of my lifelong brands. And it's not anymore. And it kind of bums me out. But were you guys more on, were you guys more pro Sega or Nintendo? Nintendo, excuse me. Uh, My cousin Scott had a Genesis. So that was what I played mostly. I had a, and I had a couple of friends that had Genesis's and I think only one of them had a super Nintendo and I had neither. So it was just Genesis was what I was more exposed to. I had a super Nintendo and I was, I was always a Nintendo kid cause I loved like Zelda games and stuff. And I remember when Genesis came out, my mom was like, no, I'm not buying you another fucking console. Get out of here. And a couple of my buddies got it. And I remember going over their house and how like stoked I was to play Sonic. And my one buddy, Paul, got that game, Toe Jam and Earl. So every weekend I would go to his house and we would just play Toe Jam and Earl all day and night. And I think a few years into Genesis's existence, I wore her down and got a Genesis. And mostly just used it to play Sonic and Toe Jam and Earl. Sonic, or not Sonic games, Sega games at that time were just, they were edgier. Yeah. They were, they were edgier than Nintendo games. And that's where the divide and where, you know, with Nintendo and its competitors started. Because, you know, there were games on Genesis that I loved playing, like Road Rash. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, yes. Like, fuck me. Uh, and then there was that uh, that game Skitchin that that I enjoyed playing a lot. Skitchin, yeah, it was like Road Rash, but you were on rollerblades, and you could like grab onto the back of cars like Marty McFly. But see, Super Nintendo. Do you they have had, they had you Contra have Genesis stuff on your Super Nintendo, Kevin? Do I have Genesis games on it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the emulator. Fuck yeah. yeah you tons should of them. see if Skitchin is on there and use that for one of your nerd holes. That's my official recommendation. I should. You should definitely do Road Rash. Like, yeah. I would be so happy if they came out with, you know, like a just a redone Road Rash for the to download or some sort of next gen version of it. I would be so thrilled. Yeah, I mean, they had it on PlayStation One, I believe, and that was a lot of fun too. Yeah, it's not overly complicated. I think they should totally do it, dude. I used to love just punching dudes until they fell off the bike. Yeah, or grabbing somebody's bat and beating them. Yeah, (laughs) catching their bat mid fucking swing, just whooping their ass with their own baseball bat. What a great video game! All right. Hold on, keeping up with this. Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat? Actually, you know what? We don't have to do this. This documentary inspired me. I want to do another bracket. We talked about this before 
previously. I teased it, but you guys weren't that interested. Me and Cheech were trying to do a video game bracket, but it's so fucking difficult. And one of the cool things about this documentary kind of points out the difficulty. So it has six episodes, and what you could, as the as as the review should kind of signify to you, they more deal with genres than they do anything else. And for a bracket, you got to do four regions, and it's hard to boil video games down into four buckets. Then don't use buckets. And Just pit video games against each other. Well, it has to be a, it has to be a bracket. So it's the tournament that eventually. Yeah, right. But he's just saying, just put game. You don't have to go. He's saying, don't go that deep into it. Just yeah, don't treat it like a snack bracket. Yeah, just have thirty-two games and just pit them against each other at random, instead of dividing them up into bracket into regions. I'm working on it in the Clark think tank and I'll get back to you guys. It's inspired me. Um, but yeah, like again, six episodes. So six, six genres. It's hard to bucket these things, but I thought, I thought high score did a really good job, honestly. Um, and I really, I really, I, I enjoyed the documentary. What is with what's with it in video game documentaries? They fucking kill it. Well, because they're made by nerds for nerds. Yeah, but I wouldn't consider. I mean, I do like video games, but I wouldn't consider myself a nerd. But like, like King of Kong is one of the better documentaries ever. Well, uh, I mean, with, in my opinion, with King of I've Kong, I've watched a. Sorry, Kevin. Go ahead. King of what makes King of Kong so epic are the people in it. And I've watched other documentaries that have those same most of those same characters in it. Uh the you know the twin galaxies guy uh, yeah. billy mitchell like they show up in several video game documentaries and they're just as fun to watch as king of kong yeah something about video game documentaries i mean i guess you have a whole bunch of like old footage oh so what episode was it with the guy the guy with the mullet what episode was this help me out here that was the nintendo was episode Okay, so they kept showing like footage, or not footage. But it was like, like a Nintendo Game Counselor training video, and it was an old Game Counselor dressed like he did back then. Okay, okay, so that's what I thought I saw, but I'm watching him with Cheech, and I forget exactly how this came out or how the how the conversation exactly played out, but he thought that that was footage from the '80s. No, and I'm just like, no, it's that guy wearing a fucking mullet wig. And That's they just exactly put like, what it was. They just put a post-production filter over the over over the shot. And that's what you saw. And he's like, nah, I don't know. He said he wore he said he had a mullet and he had a mullet in that video. Like, no, wait. I was just like, that's actually what got me to turn it off. Was this the first episode? No, what episode is this? Was, you know, the second. I was like, I was so mind blown that Cheech. But Cheech didn't know that that was like a reenactment, but like that guy currently, and he's wearing a mullet, and it fucked me up. I thought I was the moron. <laughs> I was like, like, no, wait, that's that's that guy now wearing a mullet, and they just did a filter over. He's like, mm, no, he had he had a mullet in the eighties. That's that's him from the eighties. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, 
I, I thought there was another Jeff Clark being a dumbass, but nope, it's my brother. Cool. Anyways, hey, you can how many both high score dicks. You can you, guys you can both side? be dumbasses. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I like. I feel like. Um, Is this not scorable? Is there too many episodes to score it? It's tough, but. I don't know. I feel like they they did the right thing because it was over and I still wanted more. And you always want to leave people wanting more. But I feel like there could have been more. So maybe this was them testing the waters and maybe they'll make more episodes. But um, the way they did it, like Jeff said, focusing on or, you know, we all said focusing on specific milestones. It leaves them room to do more. Yeah. Yeah, like they got a whole. They can do a whole episode on Fortnite, which people might be bummed out about. But again, I, you know, the success Fortnite has had has been just absolutely crazy, absurd. So, I know. I mean, and yeah, you can do a whole esports shit, Call of Duty. So yeah, they they could definitely go back and and produce a whole another six episodes. And I did love. I loved how much video game competitions they put in there. And for somebody who's been so vocal about esports. It, it clicked right before they started showing it. Like, they transitioned from one of those mall touring video game competitions to an esports arena. Right before they'd made that cut, I was like, oh, you know what? It's kind of just, that's esports. And they're like, oh, no, esports is a billion-dollar industry. I was like, oh, man. Because as a kid, that was, like, my dream. After watching that Fred Savage movie, The Wizard, which was basically just a Nintendo propaganda movie. That's all. It, it was a, a commercial for the fucking power glove. Yeah. And it worked because I bought a power glove and all I wanted to do was go to a mall and be in one of those video game competitions, like playing Super Mario 3 and try to like beat some dork from Parsippany and get more coins or something. Like that was... <laughs> I, I feel like if... if there was a magic genie lamp that I stumbled upon and it was like, all right, you can't like fly or have superpowers or anything, but you can wish for realistic things. I would wish to be in a fucking video game competition as a kid. I think though it takes a lot. Of, it, it takes a lot of like hard work to do that. I know my, my brother like is nasty at video games and he does like legit training sessions for like certain video games, like that video game Valorant, which is really popular now. Like he's got like, yeah, he's got like workout sessions, training sessions where he's training his like aim and shit. And I've, I've tried to, I've tried to do one of them. It's, it's insanely difficult, but so wait, is it, is there like a program that he runs or does he just make up his own exercises and he practices them? No, there's like, I think on Valorant specifically, you can do like, um, yeah, just like training programs where you train your accuracy and your quick your quick shooting ability or whatever. So like a bunch of targets or people will run out and you got to shoot them, but they just flash for a second. So you got to be like super fast. And I don't know, like my brother, I watch him. It, it, it's like 30 seconds and, you you know, I don't know how many people you you can shoot at, but. My brother hit like 15 in 30 seconds. I got zero. I wasn't even close. <laughs> and like, I'm at the point where I'm just like, it's moving so fast that I'm just holding down the trigger and just like going all over the fucking thing. That's your style. Like, that's, that's how you play Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You see a bad guy yeah. and you're, and you're just like, oh, 
I tried to take out the whole. You go full John Rambo trying to take out the whole platoon. Yeah, I took out the whole fucking block, dude. I'm just street sweeping, dude. Getting everyone. Innocent bystanders. Don't walk on the street when G Murder's coming through. (laughs) That's what they say. Uh, I don't know. I guess I would give it 4.25 dicks. I wasn't as into the D&D episode, although I did like how they tied it into Final Fantasy and stuff, and um, I found that interesting, but... I enjoyed that episode, because the, the first part of it was nostalgic for me. Like, when we first had a computer when I was a kid, you know, it was only those text-based adventure games. Uh, and then as we would upgrade computer, there were a lot of Sierra games that we played me and my cousin, like King's quest and stuff. So to have that referenced, that was unexpected. Uh, it was nice. Uh, and the Ultima guy was just, he was nuts. And as soon as they (laughs) said what game he created, I was like, checks out that checks out. (laughs) I get it now. Like, all right, of course, that's the guy who created Ultima, who started out on making it on fucking teletype. So do you guys have a, a dick rating? I would say I'm with you 4.25. I'll well, go worth, well worth the almost six hours. <clears throat> I, was, I enjoyed it. I for the most, I'll go four. I enjoyed it. Yeah, and they're not all, like the the episode lengths kind of vary. I think the longest one is either like forty one or forty five minutes or something like that. I think forty seven. So yeah, they're yeah. all under an hour. Some that are like thirty something minutes. Yeah, it it was well done. It was well done. All right, you guys want to hear some more from uh, the the school paper? Yeah, let me grab. Let me just go grab a do first. A do. Prep nice. your what a your vocal exercises. Man, I've been I've just been caught up in this fucking world of nostalgia lately. Like watching that docu series, reading through my old high school newspapers. I found dozens and dozens of tapes from when I was in college and high school and um doing stunts and stuff, all my old stunts. So I've been going through those cuz I found I found one of my like really really high-end camcorders that I can plug an HDMI cable into and then plug that into my capture card. And rip all of it. So that's where all this stuff that I've been posting on Instagram is coming from. And I posted, I found a bunch of like stuff from college. So on the MSPH Instagram account, I put up that montage of Shuddy Boy like pile driving me into the pool and shit. I was so happy when I saw that video, when you sent me that. <laughs> I was like, what video is this? And I was like, it's me spearing Kevin into the pool, giving him the rock bottom, Stone Cold stunning him. Yeah, I'm getting a kick out of all your old videos. I got hey a, Jeff, an hour and 48 minutes, buddy. I got a bunch in the hopper ready to go. I'm trying to space them out. So keep an eye on the old IG. I got yeah, between that and what is, to come. This is the podium, right? Yeah. So the podium, the, the movie reviews I did, this installment, were Basketball and The Other Sister. <laughs> the Other Sister. <laughs> Wow. And I was very easy to please back in those days. They both got five dicks. Juliet Lewis and Giovanni Rabisi, if yeah. I'm remembering correctly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pulling it up on IMDb right now. Hold on. 
Diane Keaton too. I don't remember this. Yeah, they uh, both short haired Julia Lewis. Oh, bummer. And also Julia mentally Lewis challenged. and Giovanna Rabisi are developmentally challenged. Uh oh. And they they're on the up, spectrum. Yes, they're on the spectrum, and it's basically about their. It's like a. It's a drama, but it's also a love story between these two uh, people on the spectrum. I don't I'm even, sure I don't the even think... Podium's movie critic would do a good job of breaking this down for the audience. Yeah, do it. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> that's what we were. Uh, well, I said... No, no, no. I mean, I don't know. If right, where all... are you trying to lead us, Jeff? <laughs> My bad. Go ahead. You you do the leading. I was just, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up to see because I gave it a five dick. And it was a, okay, so IMDb has it as 6.5. So maybe people didn't like it as much as I did when I was in high school. Uh, and you'd, you'd think that like a 16, 17-year-old Kevin would be goofing on it. Maybe they didn't let me. But <laughs> I gave it a oh, good you're score. You're going to put this on your editor? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he probably kept me from getting in trouble quite a bit. But it's, let's see. This is a love story about two mentally challenged people who fall in love carla, you wrote that i did quotation marks and everything nice carla was sent to a special school when she was young and then uh later returned home to her controlling mother she was dying to be independent so she enrolled herself in a normal school while she was waiting on the admissions line she met someone who is just like her daniel they became friends and they finally have a lot uh, a lot of feelings for each other uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the best parts of this movie are when Carla and Daniel have conversations, especially those about sex. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why you gave it five stars right there. That sums it up in a, in a nutshell. I thought this movie was going to be boring, but I enjoyed it a lot. I had a great time. It was funny, sad, happy, everything. I st- yeah, you, know, you nail all the emotions. <laughs> I strongly <laughs> suggest this movie to any carbon-based life form. Everyone will enjoy this movie. I um, I wouldn't believe that. I, I endorse this movie to any carbon-based life form. Like, all right, dude. I'm wow. interested. Supposedly, I went and saw this with my mom and, and my little sister. They both Is loved that according it. According to the... Is that according to the review? Yeah. Nice. I mean, that makes more sense than like you going to see it with your friends. I mean, it's a PG-13 movie. You said you're 16. I don't see I, I, I'd assume that you're going to rip this pretty hard, honestly. I'm, yeah. I'm a little disappointed. I mean, there's, there's one thing I've noticed from my movie reviews in the podium. I was very generous with the five dickers. Sure, but this... I mean, I gave episode one five dicks. You said what? I gave Star Wars episode one five dicks. Ooh, the, oh, the the is that the Phantom the first, Menace? Is yeah, the, the first yep. prequel. Yeah, I you just looked just, up. I know I was very easy to please. You were just slobbing every knob. I think I was just get your hands on happy you're to really, get off of campus. You're a real movie skank, huh? <laughs> yeah. And See, I looked up five dicks here. I looked up rotten, uh, the other sister on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has a twenty nine percent. Yeah, 
we go off the IMDb here, though. I hate Rotten Tomatoes. I still just don't even take that shit seriously. It's on the ban list. Well, What's one the of the, other one one of the review reviewed? blurbs says, has neither the imagination nor the reach of Forrest Gump. <laughs> it's like, hey, as long as we're talking about movies with bing bongs, I like Forrest Gump better. <laughs> with bing Oh, man. I've referenced Forrest Gump a lot lately, and I haven't even seen it in maybe like a year. I'm going to rewatch Forrest Gump. I saw it enough when I was younger. Uh, the movie, the other movie I watched was Basketball. See, this I would expect to be a five-dicker. Oh, yeah. Easy. Six? The unprecedented six-dicker? I don't know if I ever broke the, the, the five-dick mold. In my movie review, my professional movie reviewing days. Not even in your podcast movie days. You you keep it. I try to pretty in range. I try. I try to have some sort of gold standard to which I'm held. Yeah, I have some movie review decorum. <laughs> All right. So let, next we'll do the campus speaks out of this issue because it wasn't all that great for this one. It basically focused on the dress code. So a quick little history leading up to this. So when I I got the, – the reason I went to this school is because I started smoking weed. I was kind of in with a bad crowd, and I was completely fucking off and getting left behind in public school. Like my grades were horrible. Uh, my family panicked, and they – guilted me into taking a tour. They're like, we found this school. It's for people that have learning disabilities and ADHD. It's like specially geared towards you to help you and all that shit. They're like, accept your problems. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, we really want you to go at least just go and take a tour of the place. And it was in fucking Massachusetts. So, you know, it was kind of a bitch drive from New Jersey to Massachusetts, especially when you're younger. Car rides just feel... um, a million times longer when you're younger. Yes. So we go up there and I'm taking a tour of the campus. And I think this might've been over the summer or it was like the tail end of that school year. And every, I saw people on the soccer field, like just smoking ciggies out in the open. And you know, I'm walking my, my mom and I are walking with one of the administrators and we just walked by some teenage kids smoking ciggies. And I was like, whoa, you can smoke here? I can get down with this. And she was like, yeah, yeah. As long as you have your parents' permission, you are allowed to have and smoke cigarettes on campus. And I looked at my mom, and she was like, we'll talk. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this could be kind of cool. Wait, so did you leverage that policy? Like, did you leverage her wanting you to go to that school as a chance for her to you to sign off on smoking cigarettes no i wasn't ready to make that huge of a change in my life to go to fucking boarding school in massachusetts just so i could smoke cigarettes at school uh okay but it came it was a plus I, I was like okay if if we're allowed to just fucking we have the staff blessing because i i was so used to fucking smoking cigarettes in the bathroom while somebody kept a lookout, like the bathrooms at my sure. school always smelled like freshly smoked cigarettes because people were always smoking cigarettes in there. And if, you know, you heard a teacher come in, you just dropped it in the bowl and flushed. Uh, and they couldn't really pin it on anybody because it fucking always smelled. But it was like, wow, this would be kind of interesting. Like, as I'm walking to my next class, I can just fucking light up a cig. 
all right, that's kind of cool. And everybody was wearing like jeans and t-shirts and stuff. And I was like, okay, all right, sweet. So my family gave me that whole thing. Like, we're not forcing you to go, but it would really mean the world to us if you tried it out and went to summer school here. And I begrudgingly agreed. And I was like, all right, fine. I'll do the summer school there, but then I go get to go back to public school, right? She was like, yeah. So I go there for summer school. They instituted a dress code and banned smoking on campus. In just, it, it didn't, the, the next school year hadn't even started. Like that school year ended. They were like, okay, starting at summer school this year, dress code, no SIGs. So that was a huge bummer. But then I met this chick that I liked and we started dating and we were still boyfriend and girlfriend when summer school ended. And I was like, oh man, I miss my girlfriend. Emo Kevin said, <laughs> summer loving had me a blast. So, summer loving happened so fast. <laughs> I, I didn't know how deep you were going. I was going to give, give you a little leeway there, Jeff. Eh, I got I to gotta, I gotta Google the rest of it. So go ahead. <laughs> So I, I think I got maybe my first week of public, of public school for junior year and was like, you know what, can you call them up and ask if I can go back to Bing Bong School? And I did. And the girl that I went back for dumped me within a week. <laughs> What'd you do? Nothing. In the week that I wasn't there, she met some other kid who wasn't there oh during my. summer school. What a floozy. So like right when I came back, like I get to campus and I'm like, oh, I got to go find her. And we got a big hug and I could instantly tell something was off. And I was like, oh, motherfucker, something, something's weird going on. And then a week Someone later, she's moving on my lady. Yep. Yeah. I, I fucking, I took too long. So capricious youth. She found a new dude within a week. <laughs> nah. But and now they're married. They have four kids. So that kind of plays into the whole subject of this campus speaks out do you like the dress code and here's what some of the students said they they interviewed three students and three teachers one student who was kind of a nerd but kind of cool too said i think it should be more specific which i don't know what that means doesn't sound very cool i think the dress code just was you had to wear like slacks no jeans and a button-down shirt tucked in so he, he thought it should be more Terrible. specific. Uh, my friend Nancy said, I don't like the dress code. I think we should be able to wear whatever we want. It's out of style. <laughs> dress codes are out of style. Hmm. Uh, and then one of the teachers, who was actually one of the cool ones, who I actually enjoyed, said, I don't think the dress code is stringent enough. You fucking dork. Uh, and then the other student they talked to said, I don't mind dress. I don't mind the dress code at all. It does not bother me. I think even public schools should have them so that there would be no competition based on clothing. Check her, oh. check her for a wire. The, no, there's something to be said for that. There's something to be said for that. Cause imagine, I mean, you know, kids get bullied or shamed for being poor and it, I mean, it ain't their fault. I don't know because I, mean, I, I went when I went to when I was in public high school. It was the days of grunge, so everybody wanted to look poor. Like it was all ripped uh, up, oversized jeans and ratty flannel shirts. 
yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I don't. I think there's some logic in the idea of having like uniforms for school, and it makes it easier for. I mean, whatever school shopping. School All right, I think I think someone needs to check Jeff for a wire. Where's Chief? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just trying to make a pro school dress code argument. I got someone's got a zag on this. It can't be. Can't be all agreement. I don't know. Put on a fucking. Would you have to wear slacks and a uh, tucked in button down shirt? Yeah. It's not even that big of a deal. No. Being a bitch. What else? What else does the campus have to say about this? That's it. It was it was a lame one. That's why I didn't end with it. Uh, Diversity is good. You know, we'll never beat that. I know. That's 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 a very high watermark. I mean, what do you think about diversity like that? Diversity is good. All right, get that to print. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll go with that. So this is from Volume 1, Issue 2. This is in the infancy of the podium. And I guess that brings us to the crafty horoscopes. All right, call it out again. Jeff, or, well, Jeff's gone. Shuddy, you're Capricorn? Yes, sir. <laughs> I heard that Ed McMahon is headed your way. <laughs> but then again, I have been known to get bad gossip. Just in case, keep your fingers crossed. Remember, I get 25% just for being cool. Man, all I was trying to, like, everything about these horoscopes was about me getting something. You're the most selfish horoscopes ever. Like, hey, uh, any good fortune comes your way, uh, cut your boy in on it. Yeah, it's... Very self-interest motivated in these horoscopes. It's a bummer. Yeah. Can't put yourself in the story, Kevin. I couldn't Poor help journalism. It. I couldn't help it. I had to. Um, what, what, what are you again, Jeff? I'm Virgo. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Virgo Messiah. Uh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Keep on striving for your goals. Don't give up. If you're in the middle of a big project and are losing motivation, tough it out and you'll be rewarded. Hard work pays off. Wow, I wasn't even trying with that one. Not a joke to be found. All right. Well, it's it's an uplifting message that that motivates me or should be used as motivation. Thank you. I will work harder to stri- uh to accomplish my goals. Man, I really did just go way too seriously and right down the middle with a lot of these. Oh, here's a good one for Aquarius. Keep your friends closer than you keep your enemies. Keeping your enemies close is plain old ridiculous. That makes it easier for them to hit you. (laughs) I don't know. I thought it was sage advice in The Godfather, but I hear you. Let's see. What else do we have here? Oh, here's a good one. This is for Scorpio. Concentrate concentrate on your strengths. Ignore your weaknesses. Once you get the easy stuff done, then do the hard stuff. Take it one step at a time. And give me money. <laughs> of course. Nice. Always goes back to that. Yeah. Kevin's cut. Old man craft always got his hand out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Got his 10%. Um, let's Let me get see. get my cut. Anything else good in here? All right, well, here's mine. Here's cancer, which always kicked ass. Your crush is starting to notice you. Good grades are headed your way. 
you will be named king slash queen of the world. Not to mention the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> what? All right. Okay. The horoscope writer's smoking pot again. <laughs> uh, let's see. How about this? Let's see what Leo says. Depend on the advice of others. You'll be faced with events in which you'll have to depend on friends. But for crying out loud, don't go and jump off a cliff if someone advises it. Come on now! <laughs> Your friend told you to jump off a bridge, did you do it? Yeah. This clears that up. Don't answer, do that, according to the podium's horoscope section. Nope. Don't do that. That's bad. Do not do that. All right, here's Pisces. Respect your elders. Old people know more. But if they're too old, they know less. So don't respect really old people. But uh, I just... Literally the most fucked thing you could say. All right, hold on. Let's go back to this. Um, But if they're too old, they know less. So don't respect really old people. But uh, I just confused myself. That's the end. What the hell's the matter with you, Jeff? Nothing. Oh, like what, my text messages popped up, and I'm. Oh, is that what that down. noise was? Did you hear it on your end? I heard a, a mild bloop bloop. Yeah, my bad. I'm, no, no, it was just. I had like a a tab open that I didn't know it was open. My G chat was connected. Dude, I keep getting fucked because I didn't even do it. My new MacBook Pro automatically synced to my iPhone. So sometimes when I get texts, the laptop rings. So at the start of the Ellis show today, I get a text and my computer starts like, like, bing, like popping off. I'm like, oh, fuck. And the mic's picking it up and it's going out over the air. Basically what I'm yeah, saying is, I feel you, Jeff. I've been there. No, I hear you. I mean, I think that's one of the cooler things. I actually really liked the text message and iMessage integration with my MacBook. But I've done that a few times on a podcast or a video chat where my shit just starts going off and I have to go into preferences real quick and shut it off or disconnect it. All right, I'll do one more horoscope before we we finish up this, this week's edition of the podium. This is the featured... So this is um, for Aries. So whatever month was had their birthday that was like that got it like a featured box so aries says start saving money you might need something in the future it's all right to lend money to people who do horoscopes of course i mean hey they decide your future you want a good future right you're just like panhandling on all these fucking horoscopes i know i can't believe my editor wasn't like hey how about you try a different joke this time <laughs> i heard or do you need some money? Like, do you want me to want me to start buying your lunch? All right, there you go. There's a little trip down memory lane with the podium. Some yep. 21-year-old horoscopes. Podium at the Bing Bong School. I watched a couple other things. I watched one thing that I could review, but... What's that? Uh, I watched Boy State. I don't even know what that is. I don't think 
it's a Apple Plus TV exclusive. It's a sun uh, documentary that got some award at Sundance about this political camp um, with a thousand, like that a thousand boys go to every summer who want to, who have like political aspirations. It's in Texas. I think the American Legion like sponsors it or hosts or whatever. Oh, do people and get molested? No, it's just, it's a whole bunch of like young political uh, junkies or wannabe uh, or I don't know, people. Political who, junkies. People who, kids who aspire to be future politicians and they're going to like camp for it. It's like anything else, like a basketball camp, a space camp. This is what they want to do when they get old. What do you think has the bigger nerds, space camp or, or politics camp? I mean, I feel like it's politics camp. I hate, I mean, Paul, I, I, I think the least of politicians out of all the humans, if you want, you want to consider them humans. So I was hoping something really bad was going to happen in Boy State, but nothing that bad happened. There were like two um, kids in my high school that were like legitimately into politics. And we were like a fucking dork. There was a whole bunch of kids in my high school that were into politics and I fucking hated it. I absolutely <laughs> hated it. I still am one of those. I can't, I can't stand talking politics. It makes me pretty uncomfortable most times. So I try to steer clear of it. But you watched a documentary and, on it. Well, I heard enough good reviews and I need something to, I need something to review. I feel like you guys always are reviewing cool shit and I figured no one would see that uh, or not you or Shuddy <laughs> would see that. So I you figured right. bring something unique to the table. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do here. Every now and then I'll run into something that you guys don't watch. That's pretty awesome. And I'll, and I'll recommend it. And, and, and it works for the Puminati. Like the hey, morning I'm not shows. hating. I'm not hating. Yeah, it feels like you're fucking hating. I feel attacked right now. I feel fucking attacked. Uh, this it wasn't that good. I mean, it was somewhat interesting. The whole it was interesting following these kids and just how motivated they were to succeed at politics. Politics sucks, though. It's such an annoying, bullshit, phony field. And these kids being good at it, I don't think is the right lesson to teach them. But the actual documentary, the the layout of it, the I don't know, just the kids that they followed, it was interesting. So I'll give it credit for that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to get too far into the political weeds. It's an hour and 58 minutes, reasonable timeline. I'll go ahead and I'll give it three, seven, five dicks. I mean, that's a relatively high Jeff Clark score. I like documentaries. It's, it was a couple of the kids' stories were interesting, and I just feel like even if you hate politics, you should watch it because it need you need to get some insight on how these people think and how they and you know how they are young, how they are when they're younger. And what I thought was more which what I thought was most interesting is how emotional these kids got at the end of this experience of this camp. And one of the kids who there was there was two kids going for the governor of the uh of the camp so the goal is there's two parties established one's the federalist one's the nationalist and just like political parties they're structured 
and you got to like win votes and you got to win support from your party and from the other party. And eventually there's one winner and there's a governor and there's a whole back end political bullshit that takes place. So anyways, all the emotion and all the, the, like success is attributed to whether or not you win or lose the election. Right. So at the end, these kids are crying like, Oh my God, the platforms that you, the platform that you ran on the party that you ran, the, the campaign that you ran, it was so inspiring. It was so great. And like, you're such a, you're going to be such a star, that type of shit. Right. But like the whole thing, the whole motivation was winning the election. Right. And that's what politics is. But there's never any consideration for actually doing the fucking job, right? For actually helping people, for actually structuring society. There's never any talk about that. It's just a matter of fooling other people to thinking you know what you're talking about or you agree with them. So it's just like political bullshit that we hear nowadays. And these kids are doing the same thing. Like, you know, what's great about this country. You know, what's great about the nationalist party is that we're willing to listen to you and we want to make your problems important to us. And we want you to understand that it's important. And at the end of the day, all they're trying to do is win elections. They're not actually trying to help people. But I thought like watching, watching, essentially up and coming pieces of shit move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it's interesting. Like it's a former, like Dick Cheney went to this camp, Bill Clinton went to this camp, you know, like political superstars go to this thing. So it was funny watching yourself, watching you just fire yourself up as that sentence went on. It's just like, uh, man, these kids are crying at the end of this, talking about like how motivated they were and how exciting it was to see their, you know, uh, uh, a peer, a, a, a kid with uh, mutual interests trying to win election. It's like, dude, the goal is to help people, not for your own fucking self-interest. Like, that's not how politics should be. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, so I can get fired up talking about it sometimes. <laughs> that's why I don't like talking about politics, because I just tend to troll all parties. Yeah, that's where I. That's where I. That's where I resort yeah, to. Jeff, that's what I resort to. Jeff went to troll camp. Yeah, as exactly. A boy. I want to go throw fucking eggs at the <laughs> boy state. So I just a, a quick review. I watched the first <laughs> episode of a new series, uh, Lovecraft Country on HBO. Very interested. I haven't watched last night's episode. A new one came out. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet. But I watched the first one. And I really enjoyed it. Like the opening scene is a is like a dream sequence, and it was like my jaw was on the floor. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I know that this is like a fantasy slash dream sequence, whatever this is. But if this is a tone that they're just capable of hitting, I'm f- so fucking pumped. And then it kind of, you know, the guy who's dreaming wakes up. And it sort of just sets the tone for the series. Like you meet the characters and stuff. And the actors are all awesome. Like everybody in it kicks ass. And they don't really... So it's kind of like obviously Lovecraft. So it's touching on like cosmic horrors. um, Some sort of horror element based on Lovecraft. 
And they, they even in the first episode, they talk about H.P. Lovecraft and instantly address how he was a fucking raging racist. <laughs> okay, um, wait a second. Help me out here. What the fuck is Lovecraft? Is that a thing? He's a writer. Yeah, he was like an old school horror writer. He, he created um, Cthulhu. You know the... I think I've heard of that before. He was in is an episode of South Godzilla? Park. Yeah, he's yes, basically like that's God- Godzilla. He's, he's like a Godzilla with tentacles on his face. But they flies. They went one on one once, right? I don't know if Cthulhu ever made it into the Godzilla universe. I don't. I don't think it was in an episode thing. of South Park. That's the best I can relate it to you, Jeff. Okay, all right. I, I I've heard that name before, so that's what it was: South Park, not Godzilla. But he was a raging racist, and like, I got uh, this artist that I, this comic book artist that I really like. I donated to his Kickstarter because they were putting out an edition, a hardcover edition of Call of Cthulhu, and he was illustrating it. And there's a disclaimer in the beginning that's like, yeah, we took out all of his horribly racist shit. So this is the edited, neutered version. Bummer, right? Because apparently... I want the regular version. That dude just like dunked on black people like in all of his writings for fucking no reason whatsoever. Like raging piece of the, shit. Is that where like the old concept where the black guy dies first comes from? Is this guy's writing? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. I've never really read any of his stuff other than that book. And... I didn't know he was a raging racist until I read that disclaimer. But they, they get into that quick in the series. But um, Courtney B. Vance is in it. And God, that dude fucking crushes. He's oh, awesome. Guy. He's awesome. He, he fucking rules. And he is so good in this, in this. He doesn't even have that complex of a character or anything, but that dude can act his fucking nuts off. And then, you know, it ends. You know, it's, it's, it's a mostly black cast. And, you know, it's, it's in the, I don't even know what time period it takes place in, maybe like the fifties or something, but you know, there's still fifties horribly racist cops and the awful scumbag, like they go on a road trip at the end and they go through States that are like black people aren't allowed to be out past sundown. And then a fucking sheriff is chasing them, trying to like keep them out past sundown so he can lynch them. Like it's, horrifying racist shit they're putting up with and then it goes into like horrifying well not horrifying but you know supernatural shit and like you know monsters so so far first episode fucking rule and i'm really pumped to watch the second episode i started the series to record love lovecraft country on hbo so far kicks ass big fan this is important kevin and thank you thank you for doing that review because i need to hear from someone i respected that's kind of you, that this is actually pretty good. I, you know, HBO is one of my brands, and I'm a little bummed out that I haven't seen it yet. So I'm definitely going to put this on my radar and check it out, and I'll catch up. It's Episode 3 is coming out. Episode 2 just aired yesterday, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll catch up by Episode 3. I'm interested. We'll follow along, and if it's something... It's something to be pumped on. We'll know, and I think we can tell the Puminati to, to, to get on board come episode four or five. Do you know how many are in the season? I don't, but they're, they're hour-long episodes, and the first episode really was, you know, followed that pilot format of, you know, nothing too earth-shattering happens. It just sets the scene and lets you get, get to know the characters, but I was loving does it, it. Does it leave you on a crazy cliffhanger? Yeah. Oh yeah, now we're talking. I mean, I not, gotta get over there. Not especially crazy, but it, it it ends and you're like, 
Oh, fuck. If episode two was out right now, I would have started it right now. The black guys are actually white? <laughs> yeah, that's the twist. <laughs> oh, my God. This series <laughs> is going to blow my mind. <laughs> uh, the other thing I watched, I watched a movie. Um, have you guys heard of, uh, about Host? No. Only in our conversation uh, yesterday on when we were playing Fall Guys. So Host is a new movie that was filmed entirely over Zoom. It's a a horror movie set in quarantine time, filmed over Zoom. And it's a Shudder exclusive, so if you have that horror movie streaming service Shudder, you can watch it, or you can sign up for a free trial. I signed up for a free trial when I was on What the Fuck Did I Just Watch with Shuddy and Dom to watch uh, Tammy and the T-Rex on there. And... This service kicks so much ass, I was just like, oh, I'm making the conscious effort to leave this sub- subscription active. I have never, I have not watched it since then. I never canceled my subscription, and I luckily had it to watch the most recent movie for uh, what the fuck did I just watch, but I've been paying for it since then and have not used it once. I really dig it. I think it's a a kick-ass service. and like I have it through my Prime on my PS4. So that's how I like access it and stuff. But either way, so host was made by this dude. It's like 55 minutes long and this group of friends gets on zoom and they get a, uh, they hold a seance and they get this woman who's like, um, you know, and, uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call her, like master of the dark arts, but that she's just like a hippie lady, a medium. A medium. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> nice. Good job, Shuddy. Good job. See, I knew you were going to Shuddy me at some point, right? Oh, man. Where'd they go? Does that count? You got Shud the fuck down. I'll give it to him. I would have never gotten was, there. Good job. Because he was so thirsty to shoot his Shuddy juice all over my face in the Easter egg. Yeah. that's You got to be motivated to Shuddy us every episode. <laughs> So they they, motivated they, to shut you guys. they get this medium on the Zoom call, and she, she lays out the rules. They start the seance. Somebody breaks the rules. The connection gets severed. They get her back, and then weird shit starts happening, like paranormal activity stuff. Mm-mm. Shuddy, I was, I was describing this to Shuddy when we were playing Fall Guys, and he was like, eh, nope, that's too scary. I'm out. Shuddy doesn't like ghosts. Not even one bit. It was creepy. I'll give him that. It it had some it had some cool shit. You know, it had this the usual tropes of like a paranormal paranormal activity type where like all you see is just a dark hallway and it's completely silent and it's just going and you're like, "Oh fuck, what the hell's going to jump out and scare me right now?" But it was effective. I liked it. It it had creepy elements and, you know, it's an easy eye roll. I've even said like, "Fuck quarantine movies." And it wasn't like rooted in quarantine and about quarantine. It was about, you know, an evil spirit attacking them and they just happened to be on Zoom. So it wasn't like, you know, a movie about somebody trapped alone in COVID times or whatever fucking movies they're cooking up that I have no interest in watching. I thought it was solid. I want to I know how they did a lot of this stuff. I want to know, like, how they shot it, what the preparation was, what sort of crew was on hand for it because it... It seemed really well made, 
and I looked it up, like the the crew and all that, and the the actors and actresses. Everybody, like if the girl's name was like Jessica or something, her name in real life was also Jessica. Like every actor was going by their first name in the movie, and it it did take some some pretty clever uh, devices by working in features of Zoom into you know a, a haunted spirit type movie. I thought it was. I thought it was solid. And especially at 55 minutes, I, I feel like that would be a tough movie to watch 90 minutes of or two hours of, but a crisp, solid 55 minutes, it was worth worth my time. Give it 3.75 dicks. Oh, you're going to suck 3.75 host dicks. Nice. Yeah. I, I like watched it. something that I forgot to review on last episode. Oh. Uh called Killing Hasselhoff. Oh, uh, I think I've seen that in my scrolling. Oh, it is. It's a little rough to watch. I believe you. Uh, <laughs> it was a rough watch. It was really dumb. Uh, there's not much to say. Basically what it is is Ken Jung is a nightclub owner who owes money to a mobster played by Will Sasso. Okay. And what? I said, okay. And uh, him, he's friends and Jim Jeffries is in it. And him and his friends have a death pool every year. And they pick a celebrity who to die. And if they die, they win the pool. And it just happens to be enough as much as he owes the mobster. Uh, so Ken Jong has decides he's going to kill David Hasselhoff for the money. Uh, and it's a funny only, premise. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was cheesy, it was corny. Uh, the best part of the movie was the very end when David Hasselhoff raps about how cool he is. Oh God, I'm looking at the IMDb page for it, and the tagline on the poster says, "Don't hassle the Hoff." Come on. Yeah. It's David has in the movie. David, he plays himself and he is, um, John Lovitz plays his agent. (laughs) It's and he is John Lovitz. Uh, David Hasselhoff is hell bent on making a superhero musical. It has a 4.4 out of 10. Yep. That's pretty accurate. It's a, it's a two dicker. No, Two right. Hasselhoff dicks. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I I also watched something a little bit older. So I saw it yeah. showed up on my Twitter feed. They released a limited print of this movie called The Specials, which I didn't think I'd ever heard of, but I was looking over my Netflix DVD, QEUEUEUE, and saw that I had added it to my QEUEUE in 2012 and don't even remember it. But apparently, it's a superhero movie from 2000 written by James Gunn and directed by Craig Mazin, who did the whole Chernobyl series on HBO. And it stars Jamie Kennedy, Rob Lowe, and Thomas Hayden Church. What? 
Yeah. So when I saw this, I was like, what the fuck? And there was like, yeah, we're doing this special limited edition Blu-ray printing of this 2000 cult classic, the specials. And when I saw the cast and James Gunn wrote it and Craig Mazin directed it, I was like, what the fuck? I have to see this. So they only did a print of 5,000 of it. And I guess they're selling physical copies of it in person at this store in Burbank called La La Land Records. And I just ordered it off of eBay because I didn't feel like going there. But I, I watched it. And it's it's more of a comedy, like mockumentary style. Like a lot of the superheroes on this team called The Specials, they, they do like a lot of talking heads, like talking to the camera and stuff. And it's, they're like, Apparently, there's a shitload of superheroes in in the world, and they're like the seventh tier team of superheroes, and they don't fight crime at all in the movie. All they do is infight. So it basically just follows their bickering and infighting. Okay. They don't actually it's like go the out Avengers and, and fight it's like people. A, it's like a, a Avengers. Uh, or Avengers, Avengers, uh, like Office almost hybrid, kind of. And Jenna Fisher's in it. She has like a cameo oh, no, as a as a college girl yelling at one of the superheroes. Actually, because James Gunn is in it, and I think the right. two of them were dating at the time. So James I Gunn wonder... is one of the 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 superheroes. Okay, but like they all have just really bizarre powers and. There's one scene towards the end where they like make up for a little bit and they're like, oh no, the White House is in trouble. And they all just walk out of this house and use their powers real quick. But like James Gunn just shrinks out of frame and Thomas Hayden Church gets this like weird swirl that circles him. And it's, you know, bottom of the barrel 2000 CG effects. And you could tell that was like all they could afford. It was, it looks super low budget. This this had to have been when James Gunn first transitioned out of making trauma movies because it even looked a little bit like a trauma movie. And it, it had its moments, but it wasn't it wasn't all that great. It was, I'm gonna be honest, the whole trauma movie thing is completely lost on me. I, I don't even know what that is. Trauma is a horror movie company. They make B movies. Real schlocky, like real over the top nudity, violence, lots of tits, lots of violence. Very, very, very low budget. Gross. Yeah. Can't be that low budget if it's a lot of tits. <laughs> I think they just like they make up cr- for the low budget by having just tits to distract. Yeah, pretty much. No, that sounds cool. But um it was interesting. I'm glad I watched it. It was cool to see a project with such a an oddly paired up creative team very early in their careers. But you know. Not all that great. Well, Not hey. where, did you pay a lot for it on eBay? Yeah, it was like 30 bucks. And how much would it have been if you went to the, the record store or wherever? Probably the same. Okay, so you didn't overpay for no, it. No, 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 no. That actually had me thinking, do either one of you have any interest in Mulan? Because that's supposed to be $30. It's a little bit out of my budget. Almost, fucking well, I mean, I can afford it, but it's just out of principle. I, I get what they're going with with that model because they're like, you know, if 
parents took their kids to the theater, let's say it's average is like sixteen or eighteen dollars a ticket. Mom and dad got to get a ticket, and then you got to get the two kids a ticket, and then you have to get concessions, popcorn, soda for everybody. It's going to cost a fortune. If everybody's going to watch it at home on the couch, 30 bucks and you're all covered. But for guys like us, like I'm a fucking single dude, I got to pay $30 to watch fucking Mulan alone. I don't know. Like I've, I, I have Disney Plus, so I did recently watch Mulan for the first time because I was kind of curious. And it wasn't all that great. You know, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great as far as Disney movies go. And from what I've seen, it looks awesome, the live-action one. Like, it looks like the action in it and fight scenes are done really well. And fucking Donnie Yen's in it. Donnie Yen kicks ass. Mulan looks like it fucks. The, the trailer is sick. Yeah. So it's... I'm, it's Like, I'm really, like, interested. $30, though. I mean... You got to watch it with um, with Bill and Cheech for it to pay off. Yeah, well, so it's ten dollars a person. They're being being even more frugal than I am. They also do not want to order it out of principle. Well, th- just think about it. You guys were all going to the theater, and you paid ten bucks for the ticket. Right. Yeah, From- I guess the argument that I am sympathetic to is that they, we wouldn't go to the theater to see it ever. Yeah, oh, okay. that's. Yeah. But like you said the, yourself, the, the trailer looks sick. It does, but I still, I don't know. I still would assume for it to suck. Assume that it would suck. But then again, I don't. I do have. I maybe I'll just buy it. Maybe I'll just buy it. I'm interested. Trailer does fuck. <laughs> Speaking of trailers that fucked, I don't know how many. I don't know how many people messaged me about. The goddamn Batman, once that hit the internet. Holy shit. Were you guys blown away as much yeah, as I'm everyone excited. that I know is? Because I'm excited the greatest for thing it. Ever. It looks cool. Um, um, I remain open-minded. When they cast uh, Robert shovel Pattinson, when they, when, when they said Shovelface was Batman, I was like, you know what? I look like a big fucking idiot, even though I didn't have a podcast at the time. When I was talking shit about Heath Ledger being the Joker, I'm like, what? That fucking bitch boy, teen heartthrob, fucking Knight's Tale, 10 Things I Hate About You is going to be the Joker? Get the fuck out of here. And then he was fucking awesome. That's like the gold standard for the Joker now. Let's be honest. You said worse. You said it worse. If we could drag up the tape, you said some bad things about Heath Ledger, I'm sure. I did, and luckily I didn't have a podcast at the time. But right. I don't know. Again, and, and I, I was a little reserved about Ben Affleck, but I gave him a shot, and I think he was a decent Batman. I think they didn't give him oh. a great movie to really shine in, but I didn't hate Batfleck. I don't hate Ben Affleck, but Bat- Ben Affleck sucked as Batman. Like that, that whole Batman thing sucked. I mean, the that movie was... wasn't good, but I feel like if he was given a good script, I could see... He was ben... a better Bruce Wayne than he was a Batman. Uh... Yeah, I can, get, I can get down with that. But Robert Pattinson, I don't know. It looks interesting. Is that going to be R-rated? Because I'm pretty sure he fucking murdered a man in that trailer with his bare hands. It... <laughs> he fucked that guy up. Like I heard his skull caving in with crunches when he was just relentlessly beating his head in. I might go see that movie and I actually probably will because, you know, it'll definitely be something that we're going to talk about. 
So if it's rated R, though, I'll be I'll be pumped. It's got to be rated R. Come on, just do that. Give it. I mean, it looks gritty for for a superhero movie. I mean, it somehow looks darker than the Nolan movies. I love Nolan. Nolan's I, he's got Robert Pattinson in his next movie, so it's it's about to be a big year for Robert Pattinson, possibly. Yeah, or a couple of years. When does Batman come out? Next year. Next summer, right? I don't know. I didn't. I didn't check the date. But let's be honest. They should just. They should just release it whenever they allow people back into theaters. How many people will go see that? Everyone. Yeah, that's, I'm down. That's the answer. I think it looks good. I'm into it. No. Uh, all right. Say. Well, I know we have to stay on schedule so you guys can play Madden. Uh, we see eight minutes, baby. All right. So we we better wrap up so we can switch over and do our Patreon show. Which, by the way, is at patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Got tons of fucking content on there. And I've been seeing a lot of people um, liking old posts. So people are signing up and starting at the beginning and listening to our earlier Patreon episodes and making their way, way up. And we've been doing it for, we're creeping up on three years of it. So there's quite a Has bit it of content. really been that long? I mean, yeah, we do an episode every week, and we've done 135 episodes so far. Wow. So there's a lot of content on there alone, and then we've got you know video posts, and we all have our own solo efforts on the, the $10 tier. So um, give it a whirl. Try it out for a month. I think you're going to dig it, because I've been seeing a lot of people on the, um, the activity. A lot of people are liking old, old, old Patreon episodes and just working their way forward and liking them all. So unlock unlock the Patreon vaults, friends. Patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. Speaking of, you should check out our YouTube channel if you aren't on it right now. It is also youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour. People have been asking for full-length video episodes for a while, and they're up. And it'd be nice if we get a little bump in those numbers, because Starting to think some of you were lying when you said you wanted to watch the videos. Oh, stop. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been putting like, little teaser videos up on the, the Instagram account. But, yeah, subscribe to youtube.com slash hour. Am I saying that right? My brain has fucking left my ears. Feels right. I mean, you're on what? Your 10th hour of talking on microphone. Yeah, Wait, I need that's to go, not accurate. I need to go do a bonus bump. I'll be back in a minute. That's not accurate. <laughs> you did, you, but you've been working hard. That's all I'm saying. You've been working long. Yeah, and the AC's been off for a while. My brain's starting to melt. Um, so, yeah, check those out. And you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeff R. Records. And at MSPH Podcast on Instagram. You can check out the video we put up of me and Shuddy when we were... We got to be like 19 or 20 in that, right? Um... That was in Dom's girlfriend at the time pool. Tracy and I weren't married yet. So, yeah, probably 20. We weren't old enough to be as drunk as we were. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tune in for some prime MSPH underage drinking. I had bleached hair. <laughs> yeah. And I like no facial hair. hair. What? And like no facial hair, right? Yeah. So I might have had like a goatee. It's, just the just chin whiskers. It's like it's like getting a glimpse of Bizarro Shuddy. 
It was a different time. It was like 2001, 2002. My favorite band was Sugar Ray. No, it was, yeah, it was probably 2001. I think you're right. That was never, uh, (laughs) Sugar Ray was never a favorite band. I did enjoy Fly, but. uh, Fly's tight. What's his name? Mark McGrath, right? Yeah. He's been on the Ellis show a few times, right? He's awesome. Oh, yeah. You gave him rave reviews. Yeah, he kicks ass. Watch your mouth, Shuddy. That's a that's a compliment. I, no, I you. no no I I have no problem with Mark McGrath. Uh, I saw Sugar Ray in concert. Uh, with all right, Orgy. all right, dial it back, Shuddy. Sorry. <laughs> all right, fifty-five minutes. All right, all right, all right, right. Uh, we don't have all to talk about Sugar Fly. Sugar <laughs> Ray. <laughs> I didn't listen to him much. Shuddy, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, nope, just uh, PFL. Remember, uh, the draft is Sunday, August thirtieth, eight thirty p.m. Eastern, and there will be a Zoom so we can all talk shit. Uh, Kevin is super pumped for Final Fantasy football this year. This is his year. This is his year. Sure. Yep. Join if you dare. If you want to get fucking spanked by me, sign up. Um, listen to Fade the Media, Jeff's podcast. Yes, thank you, Kevin. And if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay, call 201-472-0139, and you can shoot your emails to our brand spanking new email address, madscientistpartyhour at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, friends, but until next time, ooh, something. Bing boing bing. Oh man, thank God. Oh, it's fucking working. Oh, holy shit. Well, that was a funky adventure. All right, let's get this fucking zoom going. Open bing bongs. Yes. Check, check, check. There, that's okay locker room talk when we're not recording <laughs> alright cool yeah you're right it's locker room am talk. I missing out on locker room talk yep oh man I was did hanging you, out in the wrong locker room did you guys oh. I'm, Kevin's gonna say the answer is gonna be no to this question but you've seen all the trouble Mike Milbury has gotten himself in with NBC Jeff I absolutely I absolutely did. And Who? it's the it's the one subject of any controversy that I've chimed in on on Twitter and I did a fucking thread. <laughs> oh god. I, I will stand on that wall for Mike Milberry. Oh, I'm triggered. Time for a thread. It's bullshit, man, how they got him. Are we recording? Can this be the Easter egg? Yeah. So Oh, uh, hold on. Let me give Kevin uh Oh, I just Googled him. He made a sexist comment about women. Oh yeah, he God. said, he oh said, uh, st- good, trigger Jeff. Um, he said that um, thanks to the restrictions that are in place because of COVID, essentially what he said was thanks to that, there are no women around to distract the players. I, I don't understand how that's an issue.
Like, how are people mad about this? Like, the guy made a fucking dad joke. He didn't say women don't belong in hockey. He was ripping the team that was playing like shit that game and saying, like, you guys have no distractions. You have no reason to 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 not be fully locked into the game. He was essentially criticizing a hockey team and made a fucking old guy joke about it. Yeah, like, it seem wasn't that bad. like women yeah. can't. What's up? I said that doesn't no, seem no, that we're, bad. We're kind of we're agreeing with you, Jeff. Yeah, that it, yeah. It's in like in the scheme of things, in what's going on in the world, that's an offhand comment that should not have. That's a little blown out of proportion. I think dude, people went nuts and called for his job. He ended up getting fired. It's just like, what Man. the fuck, dude? Like, I. It's one thing if he has like a history of sexist remarks, or he blatantly says something sexist. Essentially, the joke is like. How, and however you need to hear it, like these guys should be fully ready to play because there are zero distractions. And the first thing that he came, that came to his mind because he's a six-year-old sh- straight dude was chicks. When I was playing hockey, I tried to fuck chicks. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand the big deal. Like people- I don't know. I feel like when, in back at like, I don't know, it seems maybe as soon as 10 years ago, people would wake up and just look around and be like, all right, what can entertain me? What can bring me happiness today? And now people wake up and they're like, what can I be offended by? Whose life can I ruin? Who can I cancel? It's like, God, man, just in, in these times out of, out of any, can't we just try to swing the pendulum back? I mean, there's a couple things that we've changed that we got right, but fuck man, we're, be, we're just becoming so utterly humorous. We're just going to, it's just going to get worse. Humorless. Isn't that what I said? No, you said humorous. No, I said humorless. Maybe I said it too quickly and it sounded like humorous. Yeah, it might have had like a little, uh, I don't know, latency hiccup on the on the Zoom. I thought you said humorless. You oh. almost got shuddied. Not today, no, it's shuddy. Like... The night's young. The night's young. <laughs> oh, I got my fucking shuddy and boot on. Uh, there's, <laughs> I, I'm expecting at by 12.45 p.m., Jeff to take a full on shutty load to the face. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's it's Madden Day, Kevin. So you're gonna get a little something Easter egg. You're gonna get a little something during a movie review. You're gonna get a little something during maybe sports ball. Just oh buckle up. We got a lot of Madden talk today, a lot of football talk. Boo. All right. Boo. <laughs> oh, the crowd doesn't yeah. seem to like that, Jeff. This episode is going to consist of the podium and Madden. That's all that's on the agenda for the day. Oh my God, we might have to go for four hours. I also, <laughs> I also got some. We have to, to be done at exactly eleven fifty nine. So at twelve p.m. in one second, we can be in loading up the. Game. All right. Well, if you fucking jerk yeah. offs would stop eating each other's butt. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, well, actually, this isn't a spoiler because you're hearing this at the end. There'll be no, there'll be no voicemails or emails today. <laughs> We're not hearing from any of you. We don't. Man, have why do why like? <laughs> Madden is like the same fucking thing every year. Why do we have to talk about it? Oh, this time there's 50% more Johnson. Well, (laughs) we'll get into it during the show and we'll explain to you why it's important to talk about. It felt like high score thought it was important to talk about, right, Kevin? I hate you dorks. They also talked about Final Fantasy. Let's spend the whole episode talking about that. I'm I'm down. Let's do it. Nine years talking about Final (laughs) Fantasy. You fucking nerd, Jeff. From Los Angeles, California. We are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. (laughs) 